Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colo. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. In this episode, you will hear my friend Lynn's enthusiasm and joy that she brings to whatever she does. I love how she's so eager to understand how her Clifton strengths are like her superpowers in being and doing things that are so easy for her, but maybe not so easy for others. With positivity, empathy, harmony, connectedness, and input. She recently retired from True Care Pregnancy Center in Austin, Texas, and talks about how it was a place where she enjoyed bringing her strengths to come alongside women as they were facing difficult decisions in their lives. Lynn shares how her own story of abortion affected her life and also has given her deeper compassion for women and men wrestling with similar situations. You'll hear how she's embracing her strengths and her story with hopefulness in this season of her life. A very fun and insightful conversation. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am so excited for you to hear from my guest today, Lynn Alexander. Welcome, Lynn. Hey, thank you for inviting me. Oh, this is so fun. I have loved um, getting to know you over the last few years, and this is going to be just such a fun conversation. I'd love for you to um, take a minute and introduce yourself, who you are, where you live, and what you do. All right. I am Lynn Alexander, and I am a wife and a mother and a warrior for Jesus. And I have been married in September will be 37 years to the love of my life. We have three children. One is 31 and he's married and has two little people, uh, a a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Both of them are girls. So I get to be a grandmother and my grandmother name is Zsa Zsa. Like in Green Acres, Zsa Zsa was her name. And then our middle son is 28. And then we have a daughter who is 24. And so all of my kids are launching and or have launched. And I am learning to stand down and have a life of my own and not micromanage my children. So that is always a journey for helicopter moms. So maybe that's saying a whole bunch to all of you people out there. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, growing and learning there. I come from a military background. I moved all my life as as a child. My daddy was Air Force. I went to 19 different places, five high schools. And so it's allowed me to really feel that strangers are just friends I haven't met yet and really enjoy meeting people and uh, connecting. Uh, uh, Right now, I am a retired. It's been one year. I was the executive director of a pregnancy resource and medical clinic here in Austin, Texas for almost seven years. And that was a marvelous, marvelous calling. And I have retired just a a year now. And I have been, as they always say, more busy 
now than I ever was. So that's kind of where I am. I have a lot of things up in the air right now that I'm doing. And I just, I love my life. I just love it. That's so great. I, like I said, it was just so fun to meet you a few years ago. And I think we met at a little workshop at our church about creativity and it's kind of crazy, but we, and we, we just kind of kept yakking as after we met and just connections like with your work with the pregnancy center and with my daughter having um, a story that's um, on a different episode that people could listen to if they'd like. But anyway, I just have loved getting to know you. And of course, I think in that first conversation, we, I launched into strength finders because Clifton strengths, because that's what I'm passionate about. And so it was fun for you to be eager to understand more about that. I think you were on a road trip and listen to a few episodes on the way. And so I have just appreciated just your enthusiasm and just your desire to even understand more about yourself. And like, even just the things that you've said, I, I know you've been excelling at so many things you've done in your life. So I'm excited to kind of even peel back the, the curtain a little bit and understand more about you and what that's meant and maybe what it looks like in the future as you're understanding more who God made you. Okay. Yes. Well, and before I jump into the Lynn show, I did want to let everybody know that through our uh, interaction and just, it was a divine appointment of just getting to iron sharpen iron in so many ways as friends and, and also to get to be a part of this. Really, it's a resource that you've got that, you know, everybody needs to go through. It's helped me in so many ways we'll talk about, but I was looking for a speaker for a fundraising banquet for the True Care Ministry. And there, you know, it, it, it was just amazing to get to meet the mom of the precious aborted baby, you know, that lived. You know, it just it, it just is so amazing how God intertwines. And, you know, if we'll just be about our business, he will take care of of the things that we're concerned about. And so it really was supernatural that we yeah. got to meet. And then, you know, your, your daughter was a speaker at that fundraiser. So that was really, really special. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was just so fun. I think it was, it was, we were the last ones to shut down the building that day at church, I believe. Yes, exactly. And, and, um, and, you know, I think that is often what I uh, have experienced uh, in my own life. I loved going through this Strength Finder, the resource podcast, things that you give to us, as well as the homework, if you will, of just, you know, it's it's just us filling out things about ourselves. And then the diagnosis of what God has developed in the person. It's just astounding how perfect because after I did it, it was just so, so rich that I asked my husband and my son to do it as well. And they, they you know, we, we refer to it often. So, it, so it is something that, you know, each of us need to, or, or that we get the opportunity to, as you say, pull back the curtain a little bit and see how God was, you know, weaving us in our mother's womb for certain tasks and, and what we can do, you know, easily. For me, 
I have positivity as my first. And I've always been so amazed at how positive I really am. You know, even in the moving and moving and moving, to me, it was just an opportunity to meet new people or to go new places or to do, you know, and, and yeah, there was, I, I will have to admit being a, a military dependent, I was sad about having to leave certain friends or things like that, but it doesn't last long in my world. And I realized that I always see the positive in every situation. And I never really understood, I, you know, that that was a strength. You see, because now that I, you pointed that out to me, I realize most people are cynics or most people always, you know, some of their strengths are to, 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 to pay attention to what could go wrong or, or whatever. And whenever I am in the, 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 the circle of whatever's going on, be it family or work or whatever, I really do see the positive in whatever the situation is. Even you can see God's hand in all the negative things that would happen in the Bible, but then it allowed God to get in to that person's character. And so, you know, nothing is wasted. It never returns void. And so anyway, I, I guess I just really didn't realize that that was a strength. Then the other ones, empathy, harmony and connectedness to me seem to be the same side of a triangle, you know, I mean, just in the sense of one of my, I didn't realize once again that it was a strength, but in empathy, I, whenever I see people, I can really feel, they say there's sympathy where you feel sad for somebody, you know, And then empathy, you literally are feeling their pain. And I think it's helped me to keep harmony because I would rather comfort someone than be right. And then in connectedness, of course, it's made me very popular because when you're empathetic and you're harmonious, uh, it's, you know, people tend to want you around. And so And what I realized with learning about the empathy and the harmony and the connectedness, it's really helped within my marriage because as we traditionally say, opposites attract. And my husband has so many fantastic strengths, but they are not dealing with people as much as they are tasks. And I often felt not only in the marriage, but just in life that, mm, you know, I am just such a social butterfly or I'm just always talking or I'm just always busy wanting to make friends versus get the job done. And I must be bad. And what I have realized through the strength finder is that what I can bring to the table is something that absolutely those who can get the job done often cannot do. And so it has strengthened uh, my husband and my marriage because once he did his strengths and my strengths, and then we realized we could see God's hand in putting us both together. So the empathy and the harmony and connectedness is very explainable. The the, the last one was a little bit uh, befuddling in that it was input. And as I studied what that was, I realized that I absolutely 
love to learn about, but it needs to be about people and what makes people struggle or what in the situation, what could have been done better or where are they in their developmental stages? And so therefore don't demand too much because they're not ready or, or whatever. I realize that I'm big on gathering information so that I can be a better connector or so that I can, you know, uh, harmonize better with somebody or empathize with them. So the Bible is one of my favorite study tools because it is just so pertinent and so specific for today. As in the days of Noah, so it shall be when the Son of Man comes back. Every man was doing what was right in his own eyes. So within that, when everybody's talking about the world's going to a handbasket, I don't think so. I'm so positive because I'm saying, hey, it just shows that as in the days of Noah, Jesus is coming back. You know, we need to get busy. And, you know, every man was doing what was right. And those are the things that mankind does. So let's do some input on what what is that person experiencing that for? And how can we be, you know, an ambassador of reconciliation in getting them back to God's way, but you do it with harmony, you know? And, and so I really see, I have, again, come from a military background and, and one of my callings or one of the things I see in the spirit realm is that I'm really, you know, you, you often hear that we're soldiers in God's army. And I really see myself as a soldier. And that's one of my favorite verses. The centurion who wanted Jesus to heal his servant. And, you know, he said, okay, I'll, I'll come to your house. And he said, oh, no, no, you don't even need to come. All you need to do is speak and it he will be healed. And he said, wow, I haven't even, you know, because I'm under authority. And, you know, when I say to, a you know, one of my soldiers do this, he'll do it. And that is really my uh, stance as I become born again. It's been almost 37 years in walking with the Lord. And so as I learned these strengths and I realize, so the input, yes, it's in all this study, but the final is hearing the Holy Spirit's voice. Because so often I have entered into, you know, arguments or situations and I thought, well, I've read a book on that or, you know, th this and that. I, I feel like I, you know, I need to just mention to them that there's, you know, this, this turn you need to make, or, you know, I know all this and that'll keep the harmony. And often it kind of lands flat. And as I'm leaving and driving home, I, I often will hear the Holy Spirit say, you know, I didn't say that. Okay. You said that, but that was not the time or the place, you know, so I'm learning to be still and to wait upon the Lord, even though I've gathered the input and read the book about it and, you know, just right. feel like you, you know, this is what you ought to do, especially with my launching kits. And even in the, in the ministry that I was in, in the pregnancy resource and in the STD testing clinic, clients and children and friends and, and uh, society, sometimes they're not ready to give up the darkness that they're walking in. And so my strength of harmony or connectedness. Well, I, I would love to hear more like what, what your strengths look like as you worked at the 
resource center. I know one idea is even realizing as we understand our strengths that they're like a superpower that everyone doesn't do the things that we do. And I would love to hear just some of the ways you saw your strengths show up in just the significant work that you were part of with True Care, with connecting with people and the people that work there and the ladies that came in. Tell us some good scoop. All righty. You know, it was it was a wonderful calling of connecting the church who longs to go out into the world and to minister to the lost. And then the lost, we were really kind of the bridge between. And I began to see that one of my strengths of being able to connect and to be so positive in a very sort of hard topic of abortion and sexual promiscuity, when you're talking to the churches, that's a difficult topic. And yet the Lord allowed me through my strengths to be able to communicate to leadership and to, I I got the privilege of being able to uh, speak publicly. I love to be up front. There's nothing I love more. And so it was so fun to be able to kind of be the spokesman for what was going on at the ministry and also what was going on in the client's lives because of their money. And so I was able to connect with a lot of churches and donors and earn their trust because I think I have that harmony and empathy. I know what I be, I knew intuitively what the churches would need. Uh, you know, because some of them can can really provide money, and some of them would like to provide uh, servants that would like to serve, and so it was it was a wonderful opportunity there. And then with the clients, because I had an abortion my junior year, Roe versus Wade became legal abortion in 1973, and I was sexually permission. I I thought I was looking for my love, but I went to five high schools. So I realized, you know, I had five different boyfriends. And back in the seventies, not everybody opened the funnel of having sex before marriage, but I did. I bought into that lie uh, that that's how you find, you know, your, your, your husband. And I was greener than green. And so I got pregnant my junior year And my mother and I were very close and I had missed my period. And she said, you know, and back in those days, in the 70s, you didn't have pregnancy tests at CVS. You had to go to the doctor. And now in the military, if the military dad, soldier, could not handle his family, there was a lot of different uh, men whose careers just went downhill. If the kids went to heck in a handbasket or whatever, a lot of them got shipped back to the States because they couldn't handle their kids. So it was a big shame thing. So I was really brought up, you know, you need to at least act like you're, you know, under the thumb. So she asked me, you know, had I started my period? No, I hadn't. So we were going to go to the doctor to do that. And I really wasn't frightened at that time because I, I didn't think it would happen to me. That's what I found with so many of these clients, I, I realize this, when you're young, and maybe you can think back, you think you're immortal. You think it's not going to happen to you. You think it's not that big of a deal. You really don't know what the impact 
of some of your behavior. A lot of times the guys, you know, or, you know, we, we don't have our frontal lobe, but fully developed and, you know, on and on it goes, you know. And so whatever you're doing, isn't that really a big a deal? Whereas the parents are horrified, you know. And so as we were driving to the doctor, which was going to be on base, my mother asked, is there a possibility that you could be pregnant? And of course there was. And so she said, you know, we're going to the wrong place. And what we meant by that was you can't go on base where then the military personnel would know that my dad's daughter got pregnant. So we went off base and uh, my parents literally took me to get the abortion. It was a real no big deal. It was like a medical thing. And then we went out for dinner that night and then we never talked about it again. And I, I, before, so my little person I just celebrated, uh, would, uh, would be 48 and, but it was 41 years cause I was at true care for, so I guess 40 years ago before I came on to true care and nobody, not been born again, 37, nobody for the 30 years before I came on to true care, we never talked about that in the church. I never thought about it. I never, you know, regretted it. I never, you know, I mean, it was just something, you know, uh, Planned Parenthood had done a fabulous job on marketing that abortion is just contraception, you know, just go ahead and just get right back out there and don't even worry about it, you know? And so I think for me being able to have done the abortion and the first thing I had to do before I came on board was to go through an abortion recovery class. And you go through that process and you end up realizing that you did murder. You know, this wasn't the lump of tissue because if you leave it alone, it will become a baby. And so in the developmental stage, okay, you got that. But, you know, he was creating a child in my womb. And I sent it on to heaven. It'd be a boy or girl. And so you get your arms around that and that, and that's pretty mind boggling. But then you realize God is a God of second and third and, you know, 470 chances. You just, I'm forgiven and set free was the name of the, of the study. Mm -hmm. But I was able in the, in the ministry to, really relate to. And I had a center manager who had had quite a few abortions. And then she ended up having a baby, but placing it for adoption, baby girl. And at that time she was living in LA and she was uh, going with the Buddhist bit. So she was, you know, Buddhist. And do you know that that young girl who had gotten adopted came to the age where she wanted to come in contact with her birth mother? And she came in contact with with uh, the center manager, Leanne, and through a various uh, times that they spent, Danielle was the daughter, won her to Christ. Mm. So this gal ran the pregnancy center at True Care. So gives me goosebumps. I'm the executive director who's been around the beads, the, you know, the pregnancy center manager. And then we had a clinic we opened up, we had been a center where we were ministering to young women and then the boyfriend, if sometimes they would come or not or whatever. And, 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 and my heart was to minister to the couple because 
if you're going to rescue a baby and, you know, Proverbs 24, 11 and 12 was kind of our calling verse where it was rescue those who are being led to the slaughter. Well, of course, that's the baby. But then stay the hand of those stumbling toward death. And of course, those are the precious couples like myself who was absolutely clueless. My, the, my mother and daddy, absolutely clueless. What we really had was daddy's career. I hadn't finished high school or college. I mean, you know, you realize that there are the elephant in the room is sex before marriage. That's your choice. But in our society, we say, you know, my body, my choice. And I, I absolutely honor that heart because, of course, that's what I chose in the abortion. But you realize that you murdered your baby. And so through the ministry, I realized that because of my positivity and my empathy, and my connectedness, and my harmony, and my input, I'm even able to minister to, uh, we had, when I first got there, protesters that would come. And I realized, you know, those before I became born again would have been my people. And so we all fall short of the glory of God. And so it really is a journey about just being a woman at the well and unconditional love and where that person is and what can we do to help. And the church longs to help. And that's what ministries like True Care is all about is we're on the front lines to be able to have faces to needs and then connecting various people who want to serve on the front lines or want to, to uh, donate so that that can get done. It was a marvelous experience. It really was. It was a marvelous, lots of stress and strain and constant. I mean, you were like a doctor on call 24 seven, you know, because the protesters mm -hmm. or something's the problem with the building or ga ga ga. But uh, God's grace was sufficient and it was really mm. wonderful. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, Lynn. I, I just, I can see how the Lord's tender mercy has been gracious to you as you've kind of walked through that. And that, he, like you said, he hasn't wasted your pain, your story, as you are able to connect with women and men in such a deep, real way. And yes, yes, I appreciate just your, just sharing that story. And I, I love thinking about all the different people that have come in the door of true care over the years. And, and I know as other people you've connected with, not even just in that work, but just how your desire to, to see God's hand redeem just the, the heartache that you walk through is, is really inspiring. Well, so. thank you. It, it, you know, um, it's an amazing journey if we will let the Holy spirit, guide and direct us. And so many times, well, I wanted to use the example of through this exercise that you and I have gotten to experience and we're still experiencing, I'm still learning from you. 
in my, there are different quadrants and the people will, when, when, when they uh, go through the process with you, they'll see, and each of the quadrants have different, different strengths within themselves. And I began to realize uh, that so many of my strengths were in three out of the four quadrants. And I often, when we were first working together, thought, oh, I've got to get busy. You know, I, I you know, I, I, I'm, uh, you know, uh, weak in this area. And yet it's almost like you're, you're snubbing God in that, no, no, he, you know, he, he, he makes everybody perfect. And one of the things that when, what I have found through this is you, the things that we don't have, it's so very important to, uh, let others shine or to look for people, you know, I'm learning to be still and let others, you know, let me learn from others. And I learned from this exercise that, um, or this experience that I'm not bad because I don't have that quadrant covered. It's someone else's turn. You know, we're, we're all part of the body and that's someone's piece of the body, you know, they're a hand and I'm, you know, a shoulder or whatever. And so it's very layered and very rich. And so I thank you for offering it to me. And uh, it is so worth the money. It is not even funny. So, you know, everybody needs a little bit of the experience there to go onward. Well, I appreciate just your encouragement about that. And I think even like you said, it it's so easy for any of us to to look at what we don't have rather than what we do. And even like just the um just the combination of where your strengths are is called like the passionisto. And just that you have passion and zest for life. And that's kind of the what the mix of your strengths is. And you mean you are magnetic and you are passionate about the things that matter to you. And that's, that is such a gift. And I think, you know, we all think, oh, I want this one or that one or whatever other strength that we think is we need. But I don't know, for me, I'm still continuing to say, no, thank you, Lord, for making me this way with these strengths. And I mean, do you, I mean, kind of, even as you said, do you feel like you've kind of grown and turned the corner in embracing what your strengths are in a different way? Most definitely in that I have appreciated my husband and and he me, and I see other strengths now because you allow us to even, you know, of course, my love of input, you know, I, I love to study all of the strengths. And I realized that in so many of the strengths, I could care uh, not a bit about whatever, you know, some, some people just love to make graphs or some people just love to, you know, take a command of the room or whatever it is. And, 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 um, and so I now appreciate, and of course it didn't take much for, to push me over because I'm, you know, positive and harmony and all of that. But I do realize that I'm not bad because I don't have strategic I just really uh, honor those that do. And I learn, I'm learning that when I don't know how or what to do, I need to seek out someone. And this strength finder 
helps you know specific solutions. Oh, oh, I don't know that, but that doesn't mean, you know, we're, we're in a, a pickle. We need to go get some more input. We need to go, go find someone else that does. And, and that's a very rich lesson that, that I didn't know before I met you. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think even as, as you're thinking about just this new season in your life, like you said, you're busier than you imagined since you retired, but what's on the horizon for you as in these, in this next season? I know, I think I heard rumors you're working on a book with some friends or what, what else is taking your attention these days? Well, it's, it's, you know, initially when you take retirement, you think to yourself, you know, I'm going to clean out all the closets. And I was the executor of my mother and daddy's estate. And I've got so many boxes of papers and pictures and, you know, all of that. And I really want to go back in time and get um, our family tree, you know, put together. That's what I thought I was going to do. And then it ends up that, uh, you know, uh, our book is live your best life after 50. And since I turned 65 last December, I know what I'm talking about in the sense of after you turn 50, you know, it's almost as if that's the real turning point where I guess you get the, you know, balloons that are black or whatever, you know, and it doesn't have to be that way because at 50, you finally come around. One of the gals who writes the book says, you know, we've been knocked around or we've been around the block and we've had our block knocked off enough times that we really do have a wisdom to be able to know what's important and what is just, you know, leave it alone. And so the three of us who write the book are just wonderful comrades and they, we each bring something different. Of course, I'm this positive, even when it's a negative and, and it's a book about certain questions and then the three of us answer. And so we hope that it will be a conversational, you know, just a fun read, but a real aha read because we get all the way to, you know, marriage and kids and in-laws and, and, and health and spirituality and all of that. So that has been so very rich and strengthening for me. Uh, I've had to, I've had quite a few personal experiences. And then I realize, like ordering my day to be able to have this, I realize if you, you know, you're talking about how to order your day in the book and then your day is a day late and a dollar short. Well, you kind of got to get your arms around. Uh, so the things that we are writing about, often we are also experiencing. So it's been a real spiritual journey, even in writing the book, very personal. Then I have been, I've always love to do skits and acting and all of that. I got my degree in radio, TV, film. As I said, I love to be up front. So I am part of an improv troupe and it is really causing me to, you know, I have found my people in that in improv, nothing is ever wrong. You just enter into this whimsical world of just fantasy and we just make up stuff as we go. And all of the various comrades in it, we laugh and laugh. And so that's just something that, you know, I suppose is a hobby, but it's just so fun. And, and then I have just begun, it's been about four months now, five months, I have begun to go to AA and Al-Anon meetings. And, you know, that's a whole nother world. And I'm almost sensing 
that there is a part of some calling in that because just like when I was called to True Care and it was about abortion, learning so much about myself, about my uh, family heritage, about my family. And, and then I, again, I found my people, you know, and so I have to be very careful with my time because there's only a certain amount of time in the day. And as you get older, you know, you got to stay exercising and you got to eat right and have enough rest. And so I think what I need is just, you know, another 10 hours a day. So you know, I'm talking <laughs> yeah. to God about that, but you know, and so I just feel very rich. I, I just go around the house and I get to do whatever I want, whenever I want. I'm a kept woman in my husband's world. And I just tell him almost every other day, did I tell you that I love my life? Have I told you that? And I think it really makes him feel proud because he works very hard. And so 37 years and we're still two peas in a pod. And, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the future. Mm, that's great. Well, this has been just so fun to chat with you and just, like I said, get a little glimpse into you and your world, your life, your strengths. And I just appreciate your encouragement and enthusiasm just as you're eager to understand that. Because I think even when I talk with people of all different ages, but I think especially in this older season that we're both in, it's easy for people to kind of feel lost. Like, who am I? And does it matter who I am? What should I do? Spot on. Yes. I I feel like you have a a real, um, just obviously enthusiasm to learn and to to take advantage of the days, the the time, and just the gifts and abilities that God's given you for for kingdom purposes. And so I appreciate just you being with me here today. So I would love, one last question I have is what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? I think I will have to say my granddaughter's I get the privilege. Uh, They live in Arizona right now. And so I've gotten the privilege to go out there and visit. And again, I get to be called Zsa because I do like to add a little flair with, you know, remember Mrs. Howell and she was, um, you know, and all of that. So, um, but the granddaughter, when you are the grandmother, and they say this all the time, you are not responsible for all of their character and all of their attitudes and all of that. And she and I just love to play. And so uh, when I come and visit, she often, and, and, and it's just, it's a miracle because I got to see when the bride, my son and the bride didn't have anybody. And then the two become one. And then you know, the two become one like a husband and wife. And then it also seems like the two become one in that it, that you create another human being. So here's this human being, and then she was a baby, da, 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 da. and now that she's three, she always, ja, ja, come and play with me, come and play. And I love to, we, I love yes. it. And of course I'm improv. So I'm making up all this and she gives me ideas of things because a child, they just play. They're not like we're to enter the kingdom like a child. And as I look at her, I mean, she trusts me, accepts whatever, 
there's just an awe and an excitement about her. And I think she likes me and I I'm like sure her. She does. Yes. Yes. And so that's been really, 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 really fun. And all of my children are now that they're launching are willing. I guess it's a twofer because they are willing to have lunches and dinners with me and they're sharing. One of my favorite things is to have my little chicks who were like little eagles and now they've flown the nest. And then when they come back to the nest and they tell me of their adventures and I'm able to say, yeah, and you know, this, that, and I'm so proud of my three children. I mean, it's just so amazing. So I think it's my children and my grandchildren that really put a smile on my face. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Lynn. I, um, again, just appreciate you being here and I am excited for others to get to know you as hopefully they listen to this. And if anyone as they're listening would like to learn more about their strengths, um, you can listen at the end of the trailer. There's some information how you can connect with me. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for turning me on to this. Oh, you are so welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.